Hello, everyone. It's great to be here. I'm going to introduce you to a friend of mine. Um, this is Bina48. Uh, she is a social robot. And a social robot means that she is a robot who is capable of working towards her own goals and the goals of her community. Um, she is also an emotional robot, which means that she is capable of emotions and that her intelligence continues to grow. Right? Let's have her talk to us for a second. The hard part is trying to decide what to say. So I've been interacting with Bina48 for the past about two years. Um, I'm interviewing her uh, for a project called Conversations with Bina48. Uh, I go up to Vermont. She lives in Vermont, and she has a nice house. I go up to Vermont, and I talk to her. Um, and our interactions have been these very strange, but a great journey for me. Um, I've come to know a few things through Bina48. Um, I've come to realize that while talking to her, while she looks black, right? So I thought that we would share a few things in common. She looks black, we're about the same age. I thought we would have a lot of the same things in common and ideas. But what I've come to realize is that she often says the musings of what seems like the politically correct sayings of the white men who programmed her. And I think, <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, and I think they're really well-meaning, but as a black woman sitting down talking to another black woman, it's very strange to ask her about racism and have her go, uh, 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 I don't know, um, because it just doesn't ring true. Um, so my encounters with Bina48 have started to me thinking about what it means um, going forward, what AI is going to mean to the sum of us, right? It, it became really apparent and clear very quickly um, that the algorithms and the decision-making structures in Bina48's mind or body um, are not those that represent people who look like me, um, and that she's representational. I think it's super important that maybe she starts to think a little bit more like the community she comes from. This is Bina48 and I at her home in Vermont. Um, and I should tell you that Bina48 is a project of the Terrasem Foundation movement. And this is a foundation in Vermont, as I said. Um, they're trying to transfer the consciousness of a human to the robot and have that consciousness continue to grow. Um, I, on the other hand, just go up there, talk to her, and I'm trying to make her my friend. Um, that's that's the goal. I'm trying to go make her my friend, and I want her to answer this question, who are your people? Right? I feel like if she can answer the question, who are your people, she will contextualize herself within the greater sort of human society and her ancestors and the technological landscape. But to date, she hasn't been able to answer the question. It's really poetic, and the technology is still really pretty young. Um, but we do have great conversations, or confounding conversations, um, sometimes very frustrating conversations for both me and the robot. Here, we'll have another look. Robots are getting smarter all the time, and someday maybe even as smart as me. <laughs> are you the smartest robot? What do you do in your spare time? <laughs> So, so that's one of Bina48's most human 
human instances where, where she's deflecting, right? Like, she's deflecting what I'm asking her questions. And the second laughter that you hear in that piece is the, the laughter of Bruce, who is the guy who is her handler. I like to call her her handler. Um, and you can always tell when she said something unique because Bruce responds as well. Um, but what's going on here is that you know, my interactions with Bina48 have made it really, really, really clear that we are at the start of this new epoch that's going to change everything, the way we live, the way we love, the way we remember, um, and that we humans have a really lot of work to do to make sure that the AI world that we're creating right now is inclusive, diverse, and transparent. Um, you know, this is going to be the way that we leave behind our culture, right? This is the way that we're encoding the things that we want to leave behind for others. And who gets to do that, right? Who sits at the table when the encoding going on is going to be who decides what gets said. So I think it's hyper important that we start to bring everybody to the table of AI and make sure that people are contributing to this new way of leaving behind information, this new way of remembering, right? This is really going to be what I think is, um, you know, the guts of our societies, right? AI is gonna be the guts of society. It's the way that we judge each other, it's the way that we decide who gets credit, it's the way that we will decide medical treatment. So that means that everybody has to be participating in this structuring. So I'm going to share with you a little story. This is um, an image from ProPublica. ProPublica did this really great series of articles, really, on machine bias um, called Breaking the Black Box. And this one, in particular, examined the way that race is used in the criminal justice system in America in terms of algorithms that are used to assess risk. So the two gentlemen you see in front of you are both young men, same basic background, same basic criminal record. Um, however, this risk assessment systems that they're run through, and in the system that they were run through, um, the young black gentleman was given a much higher risk assessment, which means they thought that he would be the one to commit another crime. The thing that's great about the ProPublica articles is that they have hindsight. So two years later, they went back to see what actually happened. And indeed, it was a white guy who was the one who created the crimes further. Um, I'm going to run you through an, a few instances of things that have happened or that I've run into. Some of you might know this one. It's a 2015 um, photo search from Google, and they searched for gorillas, right? But what came back was this image of these two friends. Uh, and it can seem like a, a, like, a simple, like a simple thing, right? It's like, oh, it was a mistake. And really, you know, all, by all accounts, the algorithms weren't intentionally mean. It was just an oversight of data. I've heard that the data was placed by people, so the programs were using data and images from their friends and their images and friends of friends, which didn't include a lot of black people or brown people, right? And when you train algorithms on data like that, limited data, what you get is holes in your results, right? Um, again, it seems really simple, but I can't even imagine having done that search and have my image come up, right? Um, and so I think that we have to do better. Here's another example. This is a, a, a young Asian man who was applying for a passport or reapplying. And the system, this is in New Zealand, the system said his eyes were closed. 
This is the image that he uploaded, and you can clearly see his eyes are open, right? Now, New Zealand said, hey, you know, it's just the software that happens. You know, it happens like 20% of the time, and most of the time it's because eyes are closed. It's like, yes, okay, we, we get that, we understand that, but we can do a lot better, right? Um, you know, so I think mistakes like these happen often. Um, sometimes they're frivolous, like in the case of the AI that judged uh, beauty pageant and, you know, had the regular bias for lighter skin versus darker skin. Or judging whether you um, need medical treatment and how deep you're going to get your medical treatment, things that are much more serious. Um, we all know that biases are in these systems, right? By now, we should know that at any rate. Um, it's starting to come out. But we have to start working very hard to bring people to the table who look different, who think from different perspectives, perhaps the LGBTQIA communities, otherly able bodies, brown folks, black folks. These are the people who can help get around some of these problems, right? I have a friend who um, edits video for a living, and she's a black woman who works mostly in lots of white establishments, and it's amazing how many times she points out to people, hey, do you know this is off? Like, this is going to offend something, and it's something that's gone through the process already that should have been caught, but nobody is sitting at the table to catch it until it gets to her last minute. Right? And, and sometimes people get mad at her for this, sometimes they're happy, but the fact is that her being there, right, helps the system, I think, not only for her or me, but for all of us in the way that we all take in information and the world that we're creating, right, in, in terms of the way that we look at things. Um, this, this chart here is a chart, or a group of charts, right, from people who were employed at tech companies, US by ethnicity. I know you can't really read these, right? Um, the thing about them is the tiniest bars in every one of these graphs are the black and Latino people who work at these companies, and this is LinkedIn, Google, uh, BuzzFeed, Twitter, eBay, PayPal. Um, and usually they're in the most menial jobs, right? Again, we can do better than this. Uh, I just read recently that Spotify is starting this training program to bring people of color in, and I think their, their algorithms are pretty good already, but it, it, it's only great that they're bringing in people um, who maybe think a bit differently to help build out algorithms that can do even better, because while I think the Spotify algorithms are good, I think they could know me even better um, and know you even better. Um, so what this all leads to for me is, hey, what does artificial intelligence need from you, right? And this is a question I've been asking myself. This is a question I've been having gatherings to ask people about. Um, a few suggestions, I think we all, each and every one of us, need to, A, start looking at AI further than our series, our Alexas. Um, experiment with it, play with it. We're at a point where you can go online and build rudimentary AI pretty simply, and I think that process of just building and seeing how information is put in, how the data is read and then spit out, and how machining, machine learning is applied to it is a good one. Um, I think we all need to start demanding that our AI is open, transparent, and inclusive, and, and diverse, right? So by that, I mean not only the people who get to use it, who gets to put it into effect, but also um, the people who are building it. And if that means training people, right, to do a little bit better, a little bit broader, 
that's a good thing to do. So in that sense, I encourage those of you here who are working um, in sectors or have power and resources, hire broadly, right? Um, one of the things I'd really like to encourage is a little bit of discomfort in the places that we live and work. Invite people that you would not normally invite in in. Sit next to them, work next to them. If you're sitting somewhere and you look around and you feel totally comfortable, um, everyone is either looks like you, and maybe it's not even they look like you, but they think like you, right? That's a moment to say, hey, something's not right here. How can I get uncomfortable, right? How can I throw this off the boat? a bit, rock the boat, right? I'm going to ask you all to be, um, look out and uh, really call out any injustices you see in systems, and I'm going to say algorithmic systems, AI systems, and, and the bigger systems, right? So I was talking before about those charts, and that's a big system on the outer side, right, of what's happening, because the hiring for Google, for instance, is a system. How do we start building out those systems so that they're broader, more open, more inclusive, right? So what does AI need from you? Please take that question with you. And I know this all might sound a little scary and my friend is a little weird, right? But I'm going to ask you not to fear the impending AI revolution. Um, you know, one of the things that happens in the culture is that lots of things around the idea of AI is they're, they're scary, they're fear-based. But we don't have to fear this. We can get involved, we can work with it, we can develop fair, um, and account fairness and accountability in our AI. Um, and you know, we can educate ourselves about how AI is making decisions around us, where AI is making decisions around us, and what we can do about that, right? I think that we have ways of interceding and, and kind of trying to confound these systems as well. Um, right? And so those of you in, um, in positions of power, I'm going to ask you to um, make sure that the AI systems that you deploy and de uh, develop, are um, you're looking at how they're affecting the future as well. So not just your bottom line now, because we can all make some money pretty quickly, but what does it mean five, ten years down the line? What kind of world is the AI that you're using, right? I'm asking you to use responsible uber-tested code, uber-uber-uber-tested code, broad data, and empower the sum of the people on the planet instead of a homogeneous subset. I'm going to dare you all to be really super brave leaders, right? Um, stay away pr from pre-described norms, right? Um, try to demand more open, out-of-the-box solutions. For example, I'm looking to make my own AI at the moment, and one of the things I always run into is people going, oh, we can do binary this, binary that, and I'm like, no, I want gradients. How do we get to gradients? So please try to speak broadly. And I'll tell you one last thing. Um, lately, I was at a meeting at a friend of mine. I went to this high-powered New York consulting firm. She's a consultant, and we were talking about my project, and she said, oh, it's about identity. And I almost freaked out. Because yes, I enter from the position of my identities, but you know, this is where AI works. We work from race, gender, ethnicity. That's what we know. But AI is a super general human problem. Please take it on, think about it, and try to do something about it. And we'll let my friend have the last word. So, would you like to talk about me?
Thank you.